So today I uh, am supposed to be in Haiti. This week was our time to go to Haiti as we like to go every year and God calls us to our mission work there to help in the communities in Cap Haitian and um, we couldn't go and it's not just the spread of coronavirus although that is certainly a big contributor but our friends there have told us that the situations that have been deteriorating since last year continue to deteriorate where the government is corrupt and not providing the kind of protection that the people need the gangs are active in the streets the streets are not safe the government is moving to block uh, people from communicating about the spread of coronavirus to uh, create a facade that they have it under control when they do not and people are being quarantined into their neighborhoods with police roaming the streets shooting those who are found out where they're not supposed to be one of our friends one of my friends communicated to me that he a young girl that he knew had been shot and killed in gang violence very recently and I was talking to my goddaughter Jackie Hertz about all of this because it it hurts our hearts to see our friends and not just our friends but these people these people in suffering and I was hoping this year to finally get to go together with her to do our work and instead we got to talk on the phone and she asked the question where is God in all of this why doesn't God do something why do you hide your face O Lord why do you turn away and not see when the righteous are trampled and evil rises up now these words are not her words they are the words of the Psalms but they could be our words when we look out in the world in places like Haiti and Yemen and North Korea and there's so many more there's great suffering when we look into our own life the pandemic the things that we have lost in this time the heartache the pain and the suffering when we look out into our country and we see justice denied we see protests and violence as people speak out and we ask God how long 
How long, O Lord, until you act? And we have a parable today from Jesus. From Matthew chapter 13, beginning the 31st verse. Jesus, I think, speaks to our question today. Jesus told another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and planted in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it's grown, it's the largest of all vegetable plants. It becomes a tree so that the birds in the sky come and nest in its branches. And he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, which a woman took and hid in a bushel of wheat flour until the yeast had worked its way through all the dough. Now there is good news here in these parables. Jesus speaks of the kingdom of heaven, of God's work in the world. The kingdom of heaven, when Matthew uses this term, he's speaking of what God is doing in the world. Jesus uses this term to refer to his own ministry. He goes out and preaches and says, the kingdom of heaven has come near. When, when he sends out the disciples, he teaches them to say, the kingdom of heaven has come near to you. It's, it's a short, short term, a short version of saying, this is God's work, what God is doing in the world. And now in this parable, Jesus says, sometimes the kingdom of heaven is like a seed planted in the ground. You can't see it. God is still at work, but it's under the ground. It's growing, but it's not visible. Or, Jesus says, it's like yeast in dough. Now, I'm not a bread maker. I've never made bread before, so I had to look up a little bit about it. Yeast is a single-celled fungus. That's a super weird thing for Jesus to compare the kingdom of heaven to, when you think about it, that God's work in the world is like a single-cell fungus. But the image, as it says, God, as the woman, hides the work. The work is hidden in the dough. The work can't be seen. It's single cell. You can't see it with the naked eye. And when we look back through the Psalms, we read this image again and again. This image that Jesus was drawing on here is throughout the Scriptures. Why do you hide your face, O God? Or as the prophet says in chapter 45, Surely you are a God who hides yourself. Jesus says, sometimes... God's work in the world, God's presence in the world and in our lives, sometimes it's hidden. 
Sometimes we can't see it. We can't feel it. And we want to so bad. St. John of the Cross referred to this as the dark night of the soul. I'm not going to explain that today. I'm not going to answer why that is. It just is for today. It would, the sermon really would just be way too long. It's not really the right place. It's not really the right time. But what I want to talk about is what is our faithful response in this reality, in this world that we live in, in this place of suffering and pain, when we feel surrounded by enemies and we ask, where are you, God? Our response of faith is lament. We cry out with the psalmist, O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. Can you feel the anguish? The anguish and the loss there. Only thing you have is tears. We cry out to God. We cry out our sadness and our fear, our anger and our distress, and we demand that God act. And in that, we express our faith. Because you don't complain to someone who either can't do anything about it or won't do anything about it. It's useless to complain if you believe that the person you're complaining to can't or won't or doesn't care. And so we express our faith when we complain to God, when we draw our complaint up and bring it before the Lord because that expresses that we believe God can do something and God cares. Even though God is hidden at this moment, we still believe that God cares compassionately for God's people. That God sees the suffering and hurts, as Miss Eugenia says, as we hurt. Rouse yourself. Why do you sleep, O Lord? Awake, do not cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? Rise up. Come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. You see, yeast hidden in dough, must rise up. The dough with the yeast worked through it, hidden though it is, in time, 
It will rise. We put our faith in God's steadfast love. That although God is hidden, God is here. That although the kingdom of heaven is hidden for a time in the world, it will rise up. And we know this because Jesus came into the world. We believe that Jesus laid aside his glory to suffer with us, to be with us, to walk the roads that we walk, to feel the pain that we feel, to suffer as we have suffered. And Jesus suffered all the way to the cross. And Jesus died as we died. And there, when all hopes Jesus rose up on the third day, rose up to live again. For a time, Christ was hidden in the tomb. And yet Christ rose up to live again so we can bring our suffering to the Lord and our and our pain to God, and we trust that Jesus will rise up in us and will rise up in the world. Maybe we will get to see it. Maybe we will get to taste the delicious bread of heaven. And maybe, like the Hebrews in the wilderness, we will wander for 40 years, and our generation will pass away before we get to taste something other than survival. Maybe like the Israelites in exile, a generation must pass away before God's truth will be seen. But we have faith that one day, one day all will be made right. We have faith that Jesus will come again, that God is at work now in the world and that uh, Jesus will come again as a judge to set things to right. And that finally, there will be provided a place of protection and rest for all people. A place like a beautiful, incredible tree where we all may rest under its branches and receive relief from our pain and our suffering and taste together the delicious bread of heaven. And now in this time, we bring our lament to the Lord. We have a time for lament now, where you respond in faith to this word God has given us with your lament 